0: Hello, and welcome to Bridgeford Trust Company's Delivering Direction and Control podcast series. Our podcast series is designed to educate, challenge, and inspire listeners while keeping you updated on developments regarding modern trust law and powerful planning opportunities available, all in an effort to deliver direction and control to clients and their advisors. In this episode, we sit down with guest Christian Graham, Director of Relationship Management at Globe Tax for a discussion on foreign tax recovery and the specialized services Globe Tax provides to enable all financial industry participants to benefit from the recovery of overwithheld taxes.
1: Well, welcome everybody. This is David Warren. I'm a co-founder and chairman of the board of Bridgeford Trust Company, and we are here for another episode of our podcast series, uh, Delivering Direction and Control. And uh, we're very excited about today's guests as we are all of our guests. We're humbled to be able to to talk to industry leaders and thought leaders around the country uh, and across the world. And today certainly uh, is no exception. I had the opportunity to meet Christian Graham uh, months ago, before uh, the pandemic, and uh, what he and his company do is unlike anything I've ever run into. And, and I uh, am not embarrassed to admit that I was not even aware. Uh, that this service existed. Um, Christian and I did some joint presentations together in Miami over the course of two days, and, and after the end of the second day, I finally understood what they did, which is, uh, which is really a record for me. I usually don't move that quick. Uh, but I'm very pleased to have Christian here with us today to talk about his company, Globetax, and, and really the sophisticated work that they do. So, Christian, welcome. Welcome.
2: David, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a pleasure, as always, to speak with you. Um we, we really uh, appreciate the connection with Bridgeford and uh, have, having the podcast.
1: No absolutely and I, I think that uh, what you have to talk about today is is so unique that I think it's going to be of great benefit to our listeners, um, which is growing day by day. We've gotten some great feedback on the program and so we appreciate that and your background to me is very intriguing i mean of course your expertise in the financial services industry is is impressive and we'll certainly have you talk about your history there um but your history as an fbi agent uh particularly working in the white collar crime unit is also very interesting to me um and as i have told you before off the air. I have always worried when I found that out because I was always hoping you were you were not ever investigating me uh, before you got in the financial services industry. So uh, if you were, I'd hope you don't mention that to my listeners today, our listeners today. But uh, all joking aside, Christian, please, if you could tell us a little bit about your background, really maybe starting from the FBI and how you how you transitioned into what you do today.
2: Certainly. Um, As with most people that venture into working with the, the federal government, law enforcement. I, I had a career before that, and, and it was in financial services. Um, and that's that's really why they were interested in me. They have, obviously, a very high-level and in-depth um, white-collar crime uh, outfit, if you will, and, and that's why we got together. It, unfortunately, what, it, it was short-lived, um ended f- um, from an injury and i wasn't able to move on there were some different types of things that i was going to be get involved in and i wasn't going to be even close to to be able to to complete the tasks so the best thing at the time was us f- to, to part ways so that was many years ago but it was an honor um and thankfully uh as i mentioned you know, i had a, had a career before that so i went right back into it <laughs> um and you know, at that time, that had been, you know, going on 15 years working out of college, and like you, I had never heard of globe tax or foreign tax recovery. You can trust me on that one. Um, but we ended up getting together almost 10 years ago, and it's it's been very eye opening for me. Um, I've been very fortunate. Um, we work with every different type of asset custodian wealth management trust platform hedge funds the list goes on and a lot of that i had never had exposure to before so that's where the the lucky part comes in i'm much smarter now than i was 10 years ago so my job um working managing all of our relationships that, that fall under like like bridgeford trust and um, other trust platforms, wealth management platforms, and also our entire institutional platform is my, my team and I uh, oversee that. So very fulfilling. The future is bright. Even during this time in history, globe Tax is, is, has, has remained and doing well in the last six months. Um, so I'm, I, again, for the third time, very fortunate.
1: No, it sounds like you've had a, an excellent career and you know what you do at Globe Tax which I'm going to ask you about specifically is so um consistent and uh and very much in sort of the paradigm of, of what Bridgeford's all about and that is you know creative planning particularly tax planning and so um you know this idea of of foreign tax recovery uh, is fits very well with our paradigm for sure as we work with international families ar- around the world. So let's first get into the history a little bit of Globe Tax. Stuff. Tell me how it began and, and and then what it is today.
2: Absolutely. So it goes way back to 1992, and uh, the gentleman that founded uh, Globe Tax, uh, Marty Font. He's still here and working every day. You know, I speak speak to Marty uh, on a very regular basis and he's carried us all the way here to 2020 from him and three other people back in the day to now we have 165 employees. Um, He simply saw that what we do foreign tax recovery was not being addressed in the marketplace and filled the void. That's what he did. He started Globetax. He's at work, global custodian is working for, and he just happens to notice, What is, what is this? What is, what are these taxes being over withheld in, in foreign shares? Um, and, and what, what, what can somebody do about that? And that's, that was the beginning. And he found out that really nobody was doing much at all. And away he went, he started the company. And that is really all we do is foreign investment tax recovery
1: so let's define that a bit because I, I i love the concept and i and i was half joking when i said it took me a, a, a minute or two to kind of catch up with your first presentation so let's first define the problem that you solve because uh, i would i would bet a lot of folks that are listening today even people around the world don't even realize that this is a problem in their portfolio or at least um a reality that can be solved i guess is another way to say that
2: you, you are completely correct. David, you and I are in the same camp. When you met me, you didn't know about this. When I met Marty, I didn't know about it. And we both had many years under our belt in financial services. So you're correct. And plenty of people that are listening to this, they won't be aware that that uh, foreign tax recovery exists and there's anything to do. Um, so let's, you know, let's make it very familiar and, and take it in, in, in the trust world. Uh, and we'll even... Bring it even closer down, just a, a normal, you know, family trust. And, you know, everybody listening, keep keep an open mind that this, this relates to all accounts, you know, taxable, non-taxable, or if you use the language qualified, non-qualified. What I'm about to discuss applies to all of it. So we go back, we have a, you know, a standard, a family trust account, and they have foreign exposure in it. Um, foreign equities, ADRs, American Depository Receipts, or perhaps foreign ordinary shares, equities they purchased on, on foreign exchanges. Either one. Whenever they pay dividends, <clears throat> which can be you know normal quarterly, or maybe they just pay once a year, the foreign tax authority, so let's say the investment is BMW, the Germans, when that dividend is paid, They will take part of the dividend via foreign tax. They do this because they can. It's perfectly legal um, and they can do it in every type of account that the position resides in again, qualified, non-qualified. Now, what you call that tax at the beginning is statutory. It's the, it's the natural tax that will automatically take place when the dividend is paid. There won't be any phone calls. There won't be any emails letting you know. Um, the majority of financial advisors, different types of money managers, however you want to put it, don't know. Um, you know they may know they're paying foreign tax because they see it on a statement, but that's largely where it ends. Well, fact of the matter is, all these countries that we're investing into outside of the U.S and the United States have what are called double taxation treaty agreements. And among other things, the language includes that the investor can get some or all of that foreign tax back. Again, your dividend is paid, you're going to have a high statutory tax on it, high as 35% in some countries, but you can get some or all of that back. So,
1: so let me just ask you a quick question on that. So so which is where I was baffled and, and so surprised that the average investor, even a sophisticated investor around the world or the United States, may not even know this. So how how would they know this? I mean, where is this? Is this just something that's reported through traditional tax reporting, or is it something reflected in a statement somewhere? I mean, how do they even know this is happening to them?
2: Sure you will see on a general uh, let's just let's take let's take it down to you know back back to the trust you know the trusts the trust is custodied somewhere and it, and it receives a statement every month yes there, there'll be a line item on that bmw dividend that you're, you're paying that that uh statutory tax and it will say foreign tax paid at you know x amount of dollars okay okay and then on your t- if you know depending on where somebody might somebody somebody lives here in the U.S. on a 1099 in box six, excuse me, that is, that is um, reserved for foreign tax paid. There will be a number there. Now, neither of those, those do anything for anybody, David, you know, they don't give you any instruction. They don't tell you about double taxation treaty agreements. Mm -hmm. They don't give you, they don't give you anything other than the fact that you paid, you know, Germany or whoever certain amount of money. That's it. So that's how, that's all somebody just like is naturally is going to find out in the marketplace.
1: Um, those, well, that's amazing to me. Yeah. That is, that's amazing to me. incredible.
2: will look into it and, and, and they're, they'll find, they'll find out that they could do something.
1: Well, and I, and I raise an issue. I've raised this issue with you a few times, you know, it, it, and the example you're using, in a trust. And you have a company like Bridgeford who you know has a fiduciary responsibility to make sure the trust is operating correctly, paying taxes correctly, and also not paying too much in tax or not paying tax they don't need to be paying. Um, that's probably the magic of South Dakota and that's one of the fiduciary duties and we have some strong opinions about that. And I have developed some passion around what you do because I think and believe that while not stated in a case somewhere or articulated in in statutory language, it would seem to me that a trustee would have some duty uh, to investigate this, and and I, and I think at Bridgeford, that's you know, we're engaging you to do this investigation, and and it's it seems to me that if, if money is out there to be returned, it isn't just a luxury to do so. It should be an obligation on the part of a trustee if they're acting prudently as a as a fiduciary as they should be acting. And and maybe that's a little aggressive, but that's that's how compelling I think this is.
2: And, and what you just did there inadvertently, David, is you 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 even you described even further how big of a mystery this is. Even the lawmakers, if you will, they, they don't put that requirement on in, in the trust relationship. It does it you're not going to find it saying you're required to recover any foreign tax that, that, that you can for your clients. So not even at that level, is it, is it a known thing?
1: Well, it's it's, it's, incredible. Would we like so... it to
2: be? yes, we, we would love it to be. We would like it, we would like it anytime anyone opens up any type of an investment account, whether it has foreign shares at it at exception or not to, to know about this because they might have them in the future, but it, that doesn't exist, doesn't work that way.
1: But it's different from country to country, right? So, could you get into the 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 fact that what what governs this? You talked about treaties, and which are even more obscure to the average person because who 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 among who among us goes around pulling treaties from Germany uh, with Germany and Italy? Every night
2: reading, David. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Not not for me. But no, please talk talk to me about that because I I understand there's some some nuances there. Yes,
2: yes. Um, it, it does become interesting once you start to look under the hood a little bit. Believe it or not. And, and we have a, um, a multi-person uh, t- team at, at Globe Tax dedicated to, to double taxation uh, research. So it's definitely a going concern and, and it evolves, it moves around, it changes. There's markets that come, usually they don't go, but new markets that come on that maybe were first frontier markets, they weren't developed markets. And yes, what they do is they come into Country A will come into an agreement with country B and strike up a double taxation treaty. And it'll say, well, if, you know, you, your investors want to come, you know, they want to invest in in country A, then, then when we tax them, we'll we'll give them the the opportunity to get some or all of that tax back. And if country B likes the, the parameters of, of, of what they're offering which are multi-level and different for a, each person and what type of account they are and the, and the in inve- the equity investment <clears throat> then they get together and they do that well you know that's been done hundreds and hundreds of times around the world these treaties are very vibrant and very popular united states has a double taxation treaty agreement with dozens of countries all of western europe australia china our friends to the north in Canada. So it's not a, it's obscure, but I, I promise you it's a, you know, it's a very, you know, viable and, and uh, you know, very, very useful tool. And, and it is by all means the backbone of our business. Without, without them, we can't recover clients over with taxes.
1: Sure. Are they complicated to read? All joking aside, I mean, is it difficult to to find what you need to find for the support? And then once you find it, what do you do with it in terms of recovering the dollars? How does that happen?
2: Sure. For us, no, it's not difficult to read. I mean, a double taxation treaty, would it be for for somebody not involved in the, you know, probably not you, you're an attorney, um, somebody that may be involved in financial services, and, you know, they might be able to get the language and, and understand what they might be able to do because, you know, if they wanted to, to take this burden on their own, uh, which nobody does, um, it's it, it, at that point, if if you don't have those skills, it, it becomes um, like reading Chinese. If you, if you only know English, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And then following the instructions on <clears throat> how do I file into Switzerland? What is needed? What about... Any language barrier that I might come into in Japan, this th- these are the things that GlobeTax, ha- you know, has 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 more than tackled and has uh, uh, the ability to take care of for our clients. Because again, nobody really wants to do this on their own,
1: right? Um, well, let's talk about that because let's say hypothetically, well, in reality, a Bridgeford comes to you and says, "Look, here's here's ten trusts." Um, I don't want to read the treaties. I don't want to have to walk through this story, walk down this road. What's the process? How does that work?
2: Absolutely. Well, first what we do, because we don't want you to over-promise and under-deliver to anyone that you're servicing, is that we we run a blind analysis on on, 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 on any portfolio, any tr- portfolio inside of a trust. Whether it's 1, 2, 10, or 1,000, You know, we, we can run a an analysis and, and it's blind we don't need to know any names account numbers uh, asset custodians anything like that we're really just talking about very high-level information share amounts security identifiers aka q-sips or CDALs. um and then we would already know that it's that it's in a trust with that information we can you know because of our proprietary software I mean all of our technology is based on this business so we're able to dump that in, and it tells us everything we need to know about the dividends that were paid in the last year, what may have been over withheld, or what was over withheld, and the amount that that any individual or, or entity um, can can get can be recovered. And that's the first step. I mean, let, we we need to, you know, let's be let's be honest. You know, we don't we're not going to be able to do this for everybody. We're just not. Um, somebody could actually have foreign exposure and there's nothing to do. Well, why is that? Maybe the positions are small. Maybe, yeah. maybe the positions re- are from a country where a double taxation treaty agreement is yet to come to market. There- there's different reasons. Anyway, we would discern, we would figure all that out to begin with. And then, and then most of the time there is something to do. If somebody gets, gets all the way to us, um, they, they likely have something that we can do. And we just, we start, we start the onboarding process.
1: Um, yeah, yeah let's you, talk about that. Is that, is that difficult or onerous for the, uh, I no. guess we'll call it the end user, but I guess in this case it's one of my trust officers, for yeah. example, how, how difficult is that for them? It, it,
2: it, it is, I would never, ever put it in, in, in the realm of difficult. It, it generally speaking comes down to between four and six documents. We pre-fill all of them once we get some high-level information and then and then they're they're, they're signed. I mean, really what you're doing is you're somebody with this paperwork, they're allowing GlowTax to see their foreign income data from wherever they're holding their positions, which when we get we we have relationships with every asset custodian on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then and, and it's also saying GlowTax, I give you the, the, the limited power to to go ahead and represent me um, in getting my foreign taxes back, um, so basically we're, we're able to complete documentation that Germany or France or Spain might might need on a client's behalf. Um, that that's that's really what onboarding comes down to. It's um, we we really try we do all the heavy lifting, create the documents. And and no cause nobody likes paperwork. We understand that.
1: Right. And away yeah, we absolutely. go.
2: It's uh contingent.
1: We don't charge anything for on Yeah, please. I was gonna I was gonna go there next. Explain because to me that's one of the most confusing <laughs> yeah. using this word compelling, but it really applies here. Yeah. I love the way you you go about collecting fees on this because it seems like it's a win-win for everybody so could you talk about that
2: you, you know you think you you like it and you you think it's compelling for me david it's i get i promise you it's it's twice that because in in the majority of my financial services career i i i was working with investment management that that charged um you know on a on a, on a percent there was in a commissions or sales charges or anything like that and when what that does is that puts that puts the, the, the service provider on the same side of the table as the client. The incentive to do well for the client is all, always there. Because if, if if you're not doing your job and getting what you need to get done, then then, then you're not you're not getting you're not going to get paid. So we are fully incentivized to get claims out the door and get money back because we don't get paid until that happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's incredible. So you're willing to put the work up front. You're so, you and your company are so so convicted in your ability to recover these these taxes under the treaty that you 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 take that risk. And I think that puts skin in the game and, exactly. and puts you, exactly, yeah, and puts you on the same side of the table as Bridgeford. I mean, we all have that's the same goal right. here. So I think that's great. I do absolutely. I think that's great. Well, from a relationship management perspective, I mean, how. You know, interaction with whom? How does how do you how do you maintain that? maintain, I suppose? I guess the, the real question is, you know, how does that work when you with your clients? You bet. You
2: bet. So I have a team of relationship managers that, that are that are split into, um, you know, that would fall uh, like in your world where, where there would be trust platforms, wealth management, private wealth management and family offices and mm-hmm. such. Mm-hmm. And the other side of the team is is what's considered institutional. They're working with companies that have that have done that just that. They signed up as an entire company, an entire bank, perhaps. So that's split up that way. and and we' we're, we're we're all, you know while I manage it, I still have, you know, I still have, which I always want. That's why I'm here today. I still have, I'm still involved with people. I'm still involved with the relationship. So, like with you, we met through uh, somebody that's already a, a current client of ours. So um, we're doing relationship management with them, and along comes Bridgeford. So that's that's the beauty of relationship management is partly the beauty of it is is, is the is the notional opportunity that could be out there. So that's what that's what we're, we're maintaining the relationship on all on those two sides. But we are we are definitely part of our task is to grow it. I mean we we service everybody. We may you know we 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 are quarterly reviews, reporting, any type of service call, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, we are absolutely tasked with with growing the relationship. And that that take that's a that's a big part of it. And it's it's better for everybody. We have uh, we have the expectation to do that through our relationships.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think it's, it's, I wouldn't have found out about you if it wasn't exactly, exactly. relationship management. That's and, right. And unfortunately, which is, I think, a a perfect transition into, you know, we can't ignore the COVID crisis and the pandemic and the impact that has had, um, in many cases, devastatingly around the world in terms of, on all aspects of relationship. I'm not just talking about business relationships and family relationships and friendships, in some cases, marriages. And and so talk to me about how you have recovered, uh, or or, I shouldn't say recovered, how you have navigated this i guess personally and professionally and as as a business how, how have you been able to um to stay focused on your great work because sure. i think that you know pandemic or not taxes are still being charged right. you right. know and pandemic or not uh we i would argue Bridgewood has a responsibility to uh to do the best we can and get these taxes back so talk to me about that
2: well it all started in the beginning of march 2020 and i was having lunch at my favorite uh, Irish uh, pub in, in in New York City, near near our, our office, and I'm chatting with the, the server and the bartender, and and this this thing, this coronavirus thing, was was being talked about, and was it was just it was it was very, you know, just uh, new at the time, and we we're talking about you know what's going to happen to to the restaurants, and, and what if 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 this is really big what's going to happen and just talking well what and then well what's going to happen to you what's going to happen to to or or all of wall street well uh four or five days later um that that was the last time i was in new york city (laughs) yeah so here we are going towards october um we we batten down the hatches we uh you know we're we're very we're a fintech and, and we just, everybody's just, we, 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 stayed home right, right after that. Right. There, you know, we're 165 people. Um, you know, we, we've done something like this before. There was a very, very large hurricane here in 2012, hurricane Sandy. And we did the same thing then. Uh, we, you know, all of our backup systems, everything was ready. And we haven't been, really been back to the office, David. Uh, we've, we've, done better revenue wise and 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 such we really haven't missed a beat Mm -hmm. um has there been navigation certainly um this is a worldwide thing so have dividends been paid Have dividends been delayed or canceled and such they have has it been you know is it going to damage us greatly no we just have to maneuver be nimble change direction a little bit and and that's what we have
1: right well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, I, I think of my friends and, of course, consider you a friend and in this industry in various capacities, and, and you, you worry for people. And I think that not only is the stress of the health concern real, uh, but also the impact on business and, and um, you know, staying away from politics for sure unquestionably we've been strained as humans and as professionals and as people in ways that i don't think any of us had anticipated i don't think anybody would have anticipated the divisiveness in the country around this um and um you know i I believe of course better days are ahead and and i you could already hopefully see some light at the end of the tunnel here um for sure but uh The positive to me, and you've taught, and and it resonates in what you what you're saying, Christian. Is is the resiliency of the human spirit? And you know, people did figure out how to pivot, and people figured out how to work from home. And and um, you know, through this all, I mean, I'm I'm 47 years old, and I have to tell you, you know, I I've never thought about the resiliency of the human spirit. I've heard it talked about in songs and and whatever, but people are unbelievably resilient, and and I have um. I'm inspired by that, and the stories I hear of companies that have been able to figure out how to how to navigate, and and people who figured out how to, you know, like some of my favorite stories are how restaurants figured out how to go outside right away in the summertime and built out this whole tent approach. I mean, you see people being creative because people will survive. So, anyway, I hear that in the essence of what you're saying, and Definitely. I'm very happy to hear it.
2: Thank you. Likewise, on on your end, uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't. Um, for the first thing that comes to my mind about oh this is anybody that got sick of course and 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 their family and friends that that's the thing we have to think about first and then after that economics and so forth jobs um, whether finance or whatever the case may be and you just you you hope that 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 nimbleness and that resiliency is there while you've seen it i've seen it i'm living amongst it not, not everybody's been so lucky we
1: can right no absolutely absolutely and, and again I'm glad you guys are doing well you know as we as we wrap up Kristen is there, is there anything you'd like to uh, like to talk about or share
2: no again it's just more of a, a thank you for this opportunity um, you know anyone that's listening I you know, if you're directly managing money indirectly uh, we all know that there's somebody at the end of that. That relationship, a client. Um, and everybody likes clients, everybody wants clients and new business. And an important thing to try and do is, is differentiating yourself. I can I can promise you that offering or being able to, to at least discuss and, and research foreign tax recovery, it is certainly a, a differentiator. And if globe tax can discuss more on on what we do and, and and how it can help you and your clients um you know please please reach out we would happy to do that
1: no that's excellent christian i mean and thank you um you really opened my eyes up as you can tell i've kind of uh, drank the kool-aid so to speak and and think that this is essential and and again may even be a fiduciary sure responsibility for a company like Bridgeford and I'm a big fan, and, and and consider you a friend, and your company a friend. And I know we're going to do some great work together for people around the country and really across the world. And I really appreciate you being part of the podcast series. Um, for our listeners, we're certainly going to have Christian's contact information and bio, and and link to his, uh link to his website. Um, we certainly encourage it to to take more time to learn um about how powerful this can be. Uh, and I, I like what you said, Christian. It is a differentiator. I, I don't, um, I, you know, in one respect, I felt bad that I didn't know about it at 47 years old and a trained attorney. Then the other aspect of it is I'm, I'm thrilled that I do now know about it. Yeah, and, right. and, and talking to you again today gets me, again, more excited about the concept and talking, talking about this again. So um, I appreciate the friendship and the partnership and uh, look forward to certainly brighter days and, and an opportunity to have a glass of wine together at some point. More than one, more than one, (laughs) David. Thank you very much. For sure.
0: Thanks again for listening to Bridgeford Trust Company's Delivering Direction and Control podcast series. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to keep posted on when new episodes are added. For more information, visit us online at bridgefordtrust.com.